The Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I have no idea how restaurants survive. It's such a tough climate in the world. Uh, the costs, the profit margins being so low, so many staffing issues. It is a nightmare unless you've got your poop in a group, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm alongside of uh, Brian Freeman. Hello and welcome. Hello, hello. Good evening. Uh, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider, Dave Avery here with us, extraordinary sound guy. Back at the board is Don, and then we have a new intern, guys. It's um, Kenya George. George Kenyon's here with us as well. Richie, you're looking dapper as always. Uh, you know what? It feels good to be home. I feel like we're on home court, and this is where we do our best. Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Blast. Home of the Modern Eater Network. Tonight's show, it's a big show. And uh, just a reminder, we're streaming live on Facebook. You can get the Facebook value. Love watching yes, the videos, yes, right? Soon to be YouTube as well. Yeah, uh, YouTube right now, not soon. We're not broadcasting I, I live on YouTube, mm-hmm. Periscope, and Twitter. The easiest way to find it, Rich, go to the modern go to the moderneater.com, and it's real easy to find. Yeah, you just go to the show link, and there it is, live on YouTube, pops up. Uh, watch it on YouTube, and of course, all the replays on Facebook and YouTube as well. Can you make sure you don't make any noise here? <laughs> you can make noise. We actually have a live studio audience. Let's make it. Yeah, let's right hear it. Now. Yes. Yes. It's a great studio audience. And coming up in the next segment, it's a new segment that we have here in the kitchen. It's called New to the Network. And New to the Network, such a cool thing because we love to meet new people, Brian. Yes, we do. Who is the, yes, we do. Who is someone new that you met tonight? Oh, let's talk about that. And it, actually, I meet all of these people that come, so that's the hard Who thing. Who met? is new tonight? Okay, come on now. He's <laughs> he throwing doesn't me on. remember names. Uh, well. It's Michael, for sure. Michael, he hooked me up with There's a little. There's no one of, named Michael in the house. There's not a Michael in the house? <laughs> no. no. Okay. So, yeah. So, I didn't meet anyone new then. Uh, next segment, <laughs> new, to, new to the network. You're going to meet new people. That's what this is about. Yeah, and so are you guys. I love this new segment idea because... Um, uh, truly growing the Modern Eater Network is what it's all about. It's a community, and you know how much we love Colorado. You know how much we love the culinary community. You know how much we love beer and spirits and the folks that work within. But again, it's a, it's a tough drive with that. Um, so we're going to check out a new brand. It's a hot sauce brand, and I can't wait to check in with this because uh, on the show is going to be Michelle Davidson from Cooper's Small Batch Hot Sauce. And we met up with these guys at the Colorado Restaurant Association restaurant show. Ah. And uh, we fell in love with their hot sauce. I have so many hot sauces in my, without their, <laughs> um, with their help as well in my refrigerator. That is, can you have too many hot sauces? Never. Maybe, maybe Never. I'm asking the wrong guy with Brian. No, I still, I listen, I, I, hot sauce kills me. I still Get it every time I'm literally out, probably yeah. 15 different varieties of hot sauce. It's like new love. Room. It just makes you sweat and yeah. all these different things. You know, t- Taco Tuesday. <laughs> forget that. I'm doing tacos a few nights a week. So looking forward to that new to the kitchen segment coming up next. Kicking off uh, new to the kitchen is going to be Michelle. So can't wait to. She's awesome. actually who I met. That's new because I met her husband. Oh, you just at called the her Michael show. though? No, no, no. There's a Michael somewhere <laughs> around here. Is there a Michael here? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> you, want, you want to know what's funny, Greg, is yeah. before the show, he goes, uh, hey, man, uh, you, you know, uh, tell me about this Michael guy, you know? And I was like, okay, and every word you're doing yeah. 10 things, I'm doing 10 things. I'm like, I don't know who the Michael guy is. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So there you go. Some fireworks are going to go off in the kitchen tonight. We're going to pull off some scabs that people are they're not yeah. wanting to talk about. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have to start talking about them. And the question is, you know, for restaurants, try this one on for size. How about the war on wages, the lack of migrant workers in the back of the kitchen? It's a real thing, and there's truly not much quality work. There's folks that are, because unemployment is so low, because um, just the nature of low-paying jobs in the restaurant, you know, kind of those start-out jobs, that, you know, now a lot of people are reduced to a, a labor pool that is slim pickings. I mean, truly, you're you know you're lucky to keep an employee for a limited amount of time because their next job's probably going to jump to the next restaurant or their future bud tender or, or what have yeah. you. It's just folks that really aren't vested in the in Denver. In every the unemployed person, there's 13 jobs We're seeing for every unemployed time. person. I'll tell you what. So Mark Whistler, this is just a little inside the cameras here. Mark Whistler from the Goods Restaurant. He, he's one of the hardest working guys I know, and he wants to keep the we ship afloat. I had a conversation with him today, truly, and I don't even know if he wants me saying it, but he said, Greg, I'm just fed up to the point I want to turn the lights off, I want to lock the door, and I want to go home. And why? A lot of it has to do with labor and structure and people just merely showing up to do their shift when you have to send people home because they're, you know, inebriated or uh, it's a tough uh, climate out there. And I'm seeing more and more restaurants, the back of the house, even the front of the house is suffering a lot with mm-hmm. lack of people, quality people. So how do you do that? Especially looming on the horizon. What's this? Uh, minimum, age, uh, minimum wage increase with tipped folks? That will turn everything on its ear. We're going to talk about that with Rebecca Berry, along with scheduling issues. Can you imagine oh, this? Oh. What do they call it? There's some real here. hard stuff coming up, and it's it's good that we're addressing this now because a lot of people, if they don't know what's coming, they sure as heck need to know about it and start getting ready for it. Um, it's interesting, the scheduling issues that are coming up of you have to have a fair schedule two weeks in advance. Can you Do you know your life two weeks in advance? I do, but yeah. You're telling me a little bit about it. I'm not an expert on it. Rebecca Barry will be able to speak about that. She's with a company called Fourth, and they do scheduling solutions and so much more. But another way to save you money, this uh, show tonight is brought to you by Encore Energy. Talk about another business that's going to save you cash. Oh, wow. Saving cash off that bottom line, man, that's going to put money into your pocket to hopefully mitigate some of these other issues that you're having within a restaurant. And there's a myriad of them. One of the best guys to talk about that's coming on the show. His name's Jared Leonard. From Stone Soup Collective, he's, uh, we, we call him a local guy now, but he's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's settled in nicely here into Colorado, yeah, he's got and he's the doing a bang-up job. But I'll tell you what, is it, what is it, the mustache November the or something like that? He's, if he's I could grow dapper, one, I would, I would try and yeah, do that. Yeah. Jared Leonard, he's one of the most industrious, smartest, hardest-working guys in the business. He's got great concepts, and I'm wondering, concepts versus restaurants that are just opening the doors and trying to seek that identity, do you really have to dial in? I can't wait to talk to Jared Leonard. He's a great guy, man. I really like Jared. Actually, there's a story behind why he's growing that mustache. We'll get that on the show tonight. Well, quickly. What Greg, I'm going to head over to the corner because uh, you're going to be throwing it to me in just yeah. a minute. I'll be in the corner. 
last but not least, and there is no last but not least, we're going to talk to um, uh, Chris Lindstrom as well from Accurate Companies. He does chemical supplies. That's another way to be able to save money. And then uh, Ira from Chocolaca. How do you say Chocolaca? Yeah. Cholaca. 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 I promise Michael. that was the first time I need to have to be corrected. It's, it's Michael. Cholaca. It's Michael from Ch- from Chocolanan. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Ira Lytab. Lytag, I believe it is. We'll get that all straightened out. He's going to be here with Steve. I mean, all of these people with very difficult names tonight. He's going to be I here love with it. We're Steve. testing you a little bit. Is that what it is? No, Steve Enderhaus. <laughs> I don't need a test. Got this down pat. From Tommy Knocker Brewery. Uh, chocolate emulsified. How can you use it? We're going to figure out many, many ways to do that. we got a full show for you tonight. We're glad you're tuned in here. Again, just go to themoderneater.com. You can watch us live here in the kitchen. We're going to turn the AC on in here. I think so. I think it would be nice. You keep looking at my forehead. All right, let's turn around, take a break, come back with that new segment. And that new segment is what, Brian? Which new segment, babe? The one that I just set up and talked about. The one that you set up is going to be our new... Choose your path. Through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. Hi there, Saver. Looking for a Medicare plan to help you save on more than just prescriptions? Medicare Advantage plans may offer prescription drug, medical, and hospital coverage. Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many Medicare Advantage plans, including United Healthcare. So when you enroll in a plan with Walgreens as your preferred pharmacy, you know you're saving smartly. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Other plans may be accepted. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Fall's finally here, and for me, that means it's time to cozy up to a Brews Beer and get into some rich fall flavors. Belgian-style doubles, pumpkin spice brown ale, rich dark quadruples, and tasty triples are perfect for cooler weather. We make nothing but badass Belgian-style beers. Check out our social media reviews, then come in and see what everyone's talking about. We're at 67th and Pecos in North Denver, about 10 minutes north of downtown. With the holidays coming up, we'll soon be releasing some very special beers, including our famous Belgian-style champagne beer. Planning a holiday party or family get-together? Brews Beers has everything you need to make it a great event. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. We're dog-friendly with food trucks every day. So come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between 
between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, we're back. Studio Kitchen Colorado guests are putting their headsets on, locked and loaded. Put that mic right up near you okay. there, Michelle. Hello. Beautiful. Yeah. There you My go. My name is Michael. Oh. I know. Hi, Michael. No, I found out his name. Oh, I just found it, but I already forgot it. No, Chris. Chris is Michael. Michael Chris. Chris Michael. It's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> Back to the show. Here we are. There's uh, no Michael in the house, but we'll go with Michelle. And uh, Michelle and John Davidson here. I love See, these are the stories I love. Family companies. Uh, your story touched me in particular when we were at the Colorado Restaurant Association. This brand is really cool. And I'm in love with it. Well, probably because you gave me some samples and hooked me. It's like crack. I mean, true. true. You give a little bit away, and then all of a sudden you're hooked, and now I have to be a customer, which I don't mind, because I love supporting Colorado, Colorado products, and Colorado families. So welcome to the show. It's Cooper's Small Batch Hot Sauce. Thank you for having us. So what's going down? What's new since we've seen you last? First of all, before we jump into that, tell the folks about Cooper's. So Cooper's Small Batch Hot Sauce, Small Batch Hot Sauce, um, really designed when we owned our restaurant on South Pearl Street, and we had four hot sauces, really just for table sauce for our patrons um, to use on our food. And then I dabbled into, you know, little farmer's markets and selling it there, and that's kind of where it went. It went off the wayside for a while, and then two years ago, we decided to bring it out into the market, rebranded it kind of figured out where we wanted to go uh, in the market and here we are mm-hmm. sitting with you guys how are you guys doing brian Good. are you okay brian my co-host is dying right now <laughs> somebody give him the, the hot show. hot sauce yeah, i know the, what's brian are you working on the hot sauce already <laughs> what got gotcha? you i don't know i do not know all of a sudden i just got a he got little sneeze I, so a few of them are opened over there maybe it kind of yeah. billowed in the air <laughs> Welcome back. I to love the it. Show, thank Brian. you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, I <clears throat> I think we talk about this hot sauce because when you say it grabbed you, he did taste the hot stuff. And I saw I saw the sweat on his brow. It did grab him in a special way. Oh, good. <laughs> well, good. We like it when it grabs people. I like people. it hot. I mean, you know, and, he, and here's the thing. Hot sauce. That's one of the things I learned about your brand is it's called hot sauce, but it's flavorful sauces. Right. Can be used for many, many things. Now, but but here's a caveat with that. I like hot. Yes. What's the super duper hot one to, that would knock me on my? It's that, the new the one? one without the label. I was on gonna it. say. <laughs> yeah. It's being tested right now. Uh, I will be happy to test this out. And Brian, you can't. Here we go. I'm Let's just going that. over the top. I oh yes, spoons. yes. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. They disappeared. What 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 am I tasting? Oh. So this is our new uh, hot sauce called the Perfect Storm. It is a combination of three different peppers, cayenne, habaneros, and ghost chilies. Um, it's also got orange, 
tangerine, uh, pineapple, and cranberries in it for the festive holidays that we're approaching here. Here's why I'm laughing. It has nothing to do with the hot sauce at all, but Brian <laughs> has the most sensitive stomach in the world. He can't try anything hot. And I tasted that. It, it's right where I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's a little warm. But Brian must be dying. No, this is actually tastes perfect. You're See, not dying? Right up top, it's fine. <laughs> it's. I think I could taste a tangerine really yeah. on the Wait, nose of it. Wait, you said right up top? That means in a while it's not going to be so good. Is that so what hot it burns you twice, baby. Come on oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so in all of our hot sauce, you notice that there's a lot of flavor progression. So like you said, you get the top note uh, yep. tangerine, um, and then it, it settles into the heat from uh, the chilies a little bit later on. In, in I like it, though. Yeah. i got to tell you, that's Delicious. good. Yeah. So that's not, of course, it's not available. It's it's bottled, so you get the pre pre tasting. You we're know just I'll take it. You know I'll steal it. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting on labels. <laughs> Are you? Labels. So it's locked and loaded and ready to go. <laughs> locked and okay, loaded. so you got hot covered, right? Yeah. Hot is covered. What what's the? We have an array, a myriad of other sauces here. Um, talk about a couple of these right Yeah, here. so we are really focused on food and making hot sauce that is really meant to pair with your food. So um, lots of people focus on making a hot sauce that just tastes good. We want a hot sauce that tastes good with your food. I mean, what else are you going to put hot right. sauce on, right? Mm -hmm. So we have uh, hot sauces that go with cheese, which are the, our fruit hot sauces on the end there are really designed to pair with cheese. We have hot sauces that are meant to go with... Um, brothy soups and rice and noodle dishes. We have hot sauces that are meant to go with your breakfast dishes, your potatoes, your eggs, your all-around great hot sauces. We have hot sauces that are barbecue-esque. We have hot sauces that can be subbed for mayonnaise. So we have a gamut of things across the board that are really meant to pair with your food and elevate the flavors of your food. And one of the reasons that hot sauce works so well on food is because it's introducing three really primary concepts to food. It's adding salt, it's adding acid, and it's adding that ch chili component, which has become really popular uh, in food these days. John, I tell you, I'd put that on a Hawaiian pizza yeah. all day, yeah, every pizza. day. So yep. I, mean, I know people, I think everybody knows, and you probably are, you probably are these yeah. people, you put sauce on everything. Yeah. Thing. Do yep. you? Pizza. Well, now, now we do. Now you do? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Kinda have to. Kinda have to. I'm telling you. Here, I got a question for you. Yeah. One food, if you got to pick one food to eat the rest of your life, what would it be? One single type of food? Yep. Well, because you'd pick something that has so many ingredients, like a pizza. You could have so many varieties. Yeah, no, I'm saying Mexican pizza. food, man. If I could oh, eat I something for the rest of my life, Mexican. I like Michelle and I are on the same page. I, I like that. I'd eat Mexican because you can go any way, every way with Mexican all day long. Yeah. And all of those complement it. I take Come it on one now. step further and I call it equatorial cuisine. Nice. nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that what, gives me a much larger gamut. What's next for you guys? We always say, well, we love Colorado products. And, and one of the most difficult things is, well, you know, where are they available? Unless you can crack the code of Whole Foods or what, one of these larger market chains. It's very difficult for distribution and people to buy them. I mean, I, they could probably go to your website, right? Yeah, so currently we are in about a little over 130 locations, really? That's so primarily fantastic. in Colorado. We have some outside um, in Utah and Montana and Arizona, but primarily it's all in Colorado. We do a lot with the smaller Ooh, grocery hot. markets. <laughs> hot. Hot. More local grocery markets. Um Probably the... Let's be specific. The, the specific, um, Larimer Market's a great client of okay. ours downtown. Choice Market downtown's good a good one. Um, we have 
Sam's Meats in Aurora, mm -hmm. which if you haven't been there, is an amazing meat shop. Um, Wally's Meats is also a great store. We go over there in Westminster. Um, where else? We're Lucky, up in the mountains. Lucky's, Lucky's Markets in Boulder. Boulder. For Colin. And they just opened that new one over yeah. on, uh, we're uh, Wadsworth and 38th or somewhere around yes. there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they they're getting opened. ready to open one in Lowry as nice. well. Yeah. I love how they're one-offs too, you know. Um, because that's really cool, too. I'm betting that um, Lever's Locavore is going to get a hold they of you. They are. Nice. Yep. Nice. The PO is in. We're just waiting for them to open, and they're I awesome. heard two weeks. Two weeks, they're a big, uh, they're a big fan of Growers Organic, and I'm excited yeah. for Lever's. And there's going to be a ton of great partners in there. Yes. But i, I got to get back to your salsa. One of the okay. cool things, I think, is, is that you can ship all over the world, and it's cheap because it's not like a – you're, you're not shipping five pounds or this yeah. odd size box. You've got a no. little box. You can ship it out to anyone yeah. anywhere in the world. So your mail order business, I'm sure, is huge. We're growing. Every single day we're growing. Um, awesome. From when we started, every month it's, going, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um, which is great uh, for us because yeah. obviously web business is yep. a big platform that you want to be on. Direct. So, yeah, and that's so cooperssmallbatch.com. Coopersmallbatch.com. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And we also put on our website, um, anything that you order over $25 is free shipping. So it's really two items. If you do a gift set and a big bottle or three big bottles, I mean. Dang you guys for making me sweat. How come you're not sweating? <laughs> I, I love how it. Come it? Be oh, I thought that that God. tastes so good, though. See, I it mean, I'll delicious. tell you. That's and it did have the, 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 the progression complex. of, yeah, of very different flavors. So. I'm in love with the brand, and I really hope people will take a look at this. It's great for gifts. I mean, the holidays are coming up. And, you know, you can't go without enough sauce, hot sauce in general. But these other ones, the white one really intrigues me right there. Yeah. Coconut milk-based hot sauce, mm -hmm. great for your... Uh, tacos in general works great as a substitute for like a butter sauce on top of a steak melts really well on top of that pronounce that john it's leche leche diablesa it's the milk Di of the she devil nice the why wouldn't devil. it be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i'll tell you it, it that to me went well with a curry dish yeah is where i you know and that's the cool thing i think about your your sauces is is they go with so many different things yeah. That, you, you know, some people just sort of pigeon, you know, and I'll mention one of your competitors, Dave's Insanity Sauce. Sure. He's, he's got this very small market. It's just hot. Yeah. And it's not like super flavorful or super diverse of where it could go. And you're making a product that is so diverse and can go with any kind of food. Well, some people yeah. might say they're crazy. You have too many skews. You know, I mean, there might be some people like, well, he's got it down because he's got that one skew. Are you guys kind of working your way to, you know, figuring out what skews are working for you and what may need to be peeled back? Or are you right where you want to be? Absolutely. You know, some things are going to come. Some things are going to go. I have new ideas all the time. What's not going? Um, well, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, that, you can say the ones. I didn't ask you which ones are going. Which ones are definitely staying. The Tie Me Up's so going to stay, this, right? The Tie Me Up's going to stay. The Grundle Thumper is our number one seller. Um, these three just came out, so they'll be around for at least a little while. That's your number one? That's the number one. Um, the Strawberry Sauce there uh, just won an award for best... Uh, fruit hot sauce in the country and Ooh. internationally actually and the tomatilla just won an award for best not so hot hot sauce kid friendly hot sauce kid friendly hot sauce <laughs> Ooh, this one this yeah jamaican me killer i like that this uh right here i have a feeling this is gonna do well so this one is very strawberry forward uh really really nice hot sauce Ooh, but a nice little kick in the back yep. on that 
So which which uh, which peppers in there? So there's habaneros in there. Habaneros. Yeah, and that's going to be great on like your morning Don't think breakfast sandwich <laughs> with ham or anything like that. Here's Mr. Cooties. Yeah. Anything this smoked? guy. Yeah. I've come a long ways. Though. Let's open some up. Let me just say that. Try this. Whoop. Yeah, that one on the, your softer cheeses, your blue cheese, your charcuterie. I can see that all and, day long. And where are you getting the, I love the grundle thumper. You know, come on. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why that's your number one seller. Come on now. There might be. Yeah, a lot, of people, a, little heat a lot of people buy that. I try to be a little kitschy with the names. They're, they take some thought to think about. Like that one's actually pronounced high make a killer sauce. It's got hibiscus flour uh-huh. in it. So, I make a killer sauce. How about the milk of the lady devil? Well, that was Michelle's came, sauce. Was it really? <laughs> and then, and and don't Google milk of the lady devil because yeah, you, you're that. not going to get the hot sauce. Yeah. But if you go to Cooper Small Batch, hot sauce. Is it Cooper Small Batch? Or Cooper Small Batch. Dot com. Yeah, dot you com. can order that. Yeah. Love catching up with you guys. We're going to yeah. stick with your story. Peaches in Regalia. That's a Frank Zappa song. <laughs> you know? So lots of kitschy, kitschy names. Good Colorado company. Where are you guys based out of? Uh, our facilities in Aurora, and uh, based out of Aurora. Based out of Aurora. There yeah. they are. I think we may have partied a long time ago. We may have partied jump. a long time ago. Uh, we'll do it again tonight. It's <laughs> yeah, a party in the right. kitchen studio, kitchen Colorado, having a great time. We're going to go from uh, hot sauce to chemicals. Give them a little tease. What are we talking chemicals? <laughs> oh, it's interesting. P- it, 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 you know, me, I'm a, I'm a layman when it comes to what chemicals do you need in a restaurant in order to do what? I think everything is just Windex. <laughs> Truly, that that will... No. Degreaser works on everything. Degreaser. Degreaser. Yeah. Jay, what's your favorite chemical? <laughs> uh, bleach. <laughs> I like bleach. Bleach happens to be my favorite smell, I, actually. It, it's, okay, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> However, but in, in... I'm just kidding, Jay. Um, I hang around with these guys. I've heard a lot of weirder stuff than that. Yeah, bleach, man. Bleach does everything. Bleach. bleach. I'm an alcohol guy. You're an I think alcohol, alcohol kills everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could get expensive because the tequila you drink is really good, though. Hey, ho. <laughs> you guys, thank you again. These yeah. guys are great. It's uh, Michelle. Yes, and Michelle and John Davidson. Cooper Small Batch Hot Sauce. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back with um, Chris Lindstrom from Accurate Companies. And we'll send it away to Little Rich in the Little Rich Corner right here, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, The 
thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at The Goods. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and The Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. (laughs) That'll get me in trouble. (laughs) Ride it like you stole it, drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, indeed, you are. We're right here in the Rocky Mountain, Colorado. Rocky Mountain High on the Modern Eater Show here in Studio Kitchen. Tonight, what a great night. We just had that segment with I had to go cool out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to go outside, get a little air. It was... That hot sauce was very good. I'm assuming we're live right now. We are live. That's fantastic. Where's our guest if we're live? Our our guest, Chris. Oh, man. Is he sneaking right back? It's all right. Chris is sneaking right back. Chris was here? Yes, Chris is here. He's coming right back. He, um... He, too, might have got a little of that hot sauce, I think. But it, that is good. Everyone is running around the kitchen right now, happy. Um, tonight's theme is really cool because we're talking about ways that your, whether you're a restaurant op- operator, restaurateur, to be able to save money at your business, to be able to be profitable on the bottom line. And really, there's truly ways out there to do it, but you have to network. Your network has to be good. Chris, how, there's Chris. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing the new guy, Frank. There's you? Frank. How you doing? How are good. you guys? Frank is the right-hand man. He wanted to join us tonight as well. Well, there, there you go. We got you. We got you both. Uh, so we're going from hot sauce to chemicals. Big difference. Isn't I, it? There is a little, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of difference. But both uh, of them kill my gut. Both of them kill your gut, or <laughs> potentially. Chris Lindstrom, Accurate Companies. First of all, Accurate Companies. What do you guys do? We are a chemical manufacturer based out of Tempe, Arizona, that came up uh, throughout the, the entire Southwest. But we specifically followed uh, some strategic customers that, when they stepped into the Denver market, had specifically asked us, "Smart, could you follow us?" There's a reason for that. Um, quite proud to be able to say that a customer more or less demanded that we go into a market that we weren't even involved with. And so we chased that up here about four and a half years ago, and it's been fantastic. Great. That's great. Um, something that, you know, we talk about restaurants here. <laughs> I'm sure you figured that out by now. So pertaining to restaurants, chemicals are a big deal. Chemicals are a really big deal. I mean, every single restaurant needs it. There's multiple different avenues to go through. Jay's fam- favorite chemical is bleach. Bleach. Why is that? <laughs> well, I mean, in my defense, that was just like a left field question. I don't That's even know. That's not if, your favorite. Well, I don't know if I have a favorite chemical. Well, you should. So as you what said, what, I best? just picked one. You know. Well, I mean, I think if you're gonna go with science, the bleach is pretty good. Yeah, it is. And you know, you growing know? up as a kid, there were only two thing, two or three. You know, you had uh, uh, the bleach comet. Yeah. You had comet. You had bleach, <laughs> and you had Windex. Which am I the only one comet? You know, when you drop it on the counter and a little powder comes out, you were always, yeah. You're and it was just the greatest smell in the world. Like I just absolutely. I think that was, was that, that was that a weird science uh, move? Who, who? No, that was actually one of the Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong movies. Yes, it well, was one of the. Comment didn't give me a little funny feeling, so <laughs> I think it was just strictly a smell situation. What a 
have, what have restaurants need to know about chemicals? Restaurants, I mean, really, one of the most important things that most people don't quite understand is when we're talking about a restaurant-type environment, and unfortunately, one of the bad things that do happen is once in a while, people do get sick. You know, things do happen in that nature. And the reality of it is simply this. Nine times out of ten, it's not the gentleman sweating back behind an open flame, spinning things off. There's a reason why people get sick. It's typically the wear washing side of how a plate was cleaned, how it was properly hygiene, sanitized, and then going back out into the public. They, they say typically about 70% of the time when a type of food sickness occurs, it is because of a hygiene issue, not a food prep issue. So that is where we come in to make sure that we eliminate all those type of situations um, to, to guarantee our, our, our owners, our kitchen management, everything else that, you know, hey, trust us. We know what we're doing. We're going to ensure that everything is secure, everything is safe, and we're, we're going to get you to... I got a fun little exercise for you. How many chemicals are in an average restaurant? In an average so restaurant? So walk, walk through that, because there's a lot. Uh, well, you know, your dish machine is typically three chemicals. Okay. Unless so we're dealing with a high-temp machine. So three chemicals. In the dish pit. In the dish pit is two more chemicals, specifically on the three-comp sink. And then okay. on, the, on the, the, the mop sink side, we can One have uh, anywhere up to another three to four chemicals max. Really? Wow. But then so bathroom, you got soap in there. Bathroom, we got hand soap in there. And then now we have bathroom cleaners as well. So there's additional chemicals that typically falls into a housekeeping type side of business, which we do as well. Uh, but a lot of restaurants have uh, private companies that come in and take care of situations. But in those situations where they don't, yes, without a doubt, we could help with that as now, well. Now behind the bar, is that the same chemical that they're using in the dish pit? Or is that completely different in the bar? It is close um, in certain situations where they don't have the room to accomplish what they do in the back of the house. Yes, then it is a little bit different chemical type situation. Uh, but they, no matter what, you still need to have some form of detergent and some form of sanitizer. Mm-hmm. There's multiple different types of applications to do that with, uh, depending on your 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 space that you have behind the bar itself. We'll determine which avenue we go with that. Yeah. Well, and what they're wiping the tables. I mean, we've already covered like 10, 11 different kinds of chemicals. Correct. In any given restaurant. What do you, That's amazing. Yeah. What do you do with this, Frank? Jump in anytime you want to. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Frank. Uh, I need another. Right. I, I I know you can talk, right? Yeah. Whatever you guys need. Yeah. All right. Uh, so so do this for me. There are certain folks that I know. You say the word chemicals, they're like, oh, shut oh down. They my, shut down, you know, yeah. yeah. If it's not so, to the point of where they're using like lemons. To wash their counters with, Correct. you know these people. Correct. And yeah. some of these people own restaurants. I would assume You're or imagine. About old school tradition. What What yes. do you do to cut through that thought that these chemicals are just as unsafe as anything else that you could catch in here? Well, I mean, really, what it comes down to is just again the hygiene side of business. You know, detergents one thing, a soaps one thing, bubbles everything else. But when we're talking about Ensuring somebody's health that yeah. they don't get sick. Yeah, we don't want anyone. Well, to get sick. but they made uh, simple green for a reason, though, right? I mean, that thought. I, I, I'm not an expert on well, this. They make a Ford. They make a Chevy. They make a right, Maserati. right, right. I but mean, simple <laughs> green was made on the thought that chemicals are bad. This is a better cleaning product. Correct. And the reality is simply this: there is truly no such thing as a 100% green chemical. A green chem, a green chem. Anyone that is absolutely saying we are 100% a green chemical is not telling the truth in the game. Um, let's face it, chemicals we need them. Some of them are better than others, but the reality is, is, is they must be used in a proper application, and there is, there's, there's engineering and chemistry behind it to ensure that it works properly. 
Um, anyone can make any type of soap. You know, I have friends that make homemade bars of soap. Does that homemade bar soap work as well as the one that I buy at the grocery store? I don't know. You tell me. I want to know this. Uh, I want to know the answers well, to I'll bring you a bar things. of soap next time I come. Well, it would be a new thing to me, but I'll figure out how to use it. I, I, I really want to know the answer to that question of uh, chemicals and being unsafe. It's just proper handling care and, and application. Procedure is right? 100% everything because not only can a chemical hurt the public if it's not removed properly, but it can also hurt the user using the product as well, which is what we specialize in is in proper training of how to handle the chemical, um, how to properly dispense the chemical to ensure that, you know, not only is your patrons being protected, but your employees are being protected as well. Yeah. So let's take Studio Kitchen Colorado as an example. We are a commercial kitchen. We are licensed as a restaurant. So we do have to keep the standards as the health department, proper storage of chemicals. I've seen some people do some no-nos, you know. I, I did notice some Is over there, there a actually. no-no over I, here? I did notice a no-no over there, and we'll talk about it afterwards. Well, no, you can talk about it right now because it's good to catch these things. Well, I, you know, something sitting over there in a little spray bottle doesn't have a proper label on it. So Labeling. Health, yes. When health comes walking back here and again, they pick that out. They're going to say, hey, what is this chemical specifically? And you don't have an answer. And you get dinged. And now you get a check mark. Okay. Hey, Frank. Oh, what's up? Look, hey. 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 Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, right, this is ahead, the modern Chris. eater, Frank. <laughs> We're here tonight with Accurate Companies. And uh, Chris and, and Frank from Accurate Companies. Yes. So do you think you guys could help us identify our needs here? Without a doubt. Yeah, we'll be discussing that later on tonight, but uh, consider it done. We will ensure that if anybody walks through your building with representing the health department, that you get 100% every single time. Cool. Can, can and I, I can give you a personal guarantee on that. Can I just point out that the spray bottle he's talking to with the chemical <laughs> in there? Because I and I know you, you put it in there. You, you put it in there. Well, no, technically, I don't even know where that spray bottle came from. That's the truth. But here's the thing. I, I, I'm... I'm the only one that sprays it, right? So in this specific example for the now the health department wouldn't care one way or another, no. right? You know, but I I could see it's like listen, man, that's just there's just water with a little bit of uh, sanitizer in there. What kind of sanitizer is in there? One of the little blue pills that you would sanitize dishes with. What is that little blue pill called? I'm making all that stuff up. Exactly. Stere- that's my point. Oh, hey, yeah, nice. yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I do have those pills for dish. Little blue pills for other things? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll talk to you after the show. All right, dude, this has actually turned into a pretty fun segment, and we could do this all night, but unfortunately we don't have all night because we have other guests. So I want you and Frank, if possible, Frank, who's your customer, and talk to them directly. Cold calls are not fun. You have an opportunity right now to talk to a lot of potential buyers of your products. What do you, what do you say to them since you've got a captive audience? My customer is simply this. I am here to help anybody, and I do mean anybody. A lot of my competitors uh, specifically go after certain targets. I mean, us. I'm here to just ensure that your operations go smoothly, that you don't hurt your public, and that when the health department walks into your building, that you are guaranteed 100% on the chemical wear washing side of business. That's what I'm here for. I am more than happy to talk to absolutely anybody. I will educate anybody as, as much as I possibly can, and I'll direct them in the right right direction. If, I, if I'm not a right fit, I'll definitely push you in the direction that you are. And he's got a lot of great stories. He does. He's fun to talk to. <laughs> I, and personalized, nice personalized service for me. It's paramount. Services if you're if you're going to be there and you're going to call on your accounts, um, that's exactly what I want. Jay, mark that clip. We'll get that to you guys. That's a good clip. Um, Chris, Silent Frank, 
Yep, no problem. <laughs> Great segment. We're going to talk to you a lot more, and we want your education for us. I think what we need to do, come back in the kitchen, we'll turn the cameras on, and we'll make a little demo. I will even wear a cute little cleaning outfit for you guys. Ooh, How this is that? getting better every second. 62240 in a cute little outfit. <laughs> All right. He's a good guy. Okay, thank Accurate you so Accuratecompanies.com. Yep, do it. Check it out. Thank you And much, uh, you guys get on your game when it comes to your chemicals. That's for sure. These guys will help you out. All right, next segment, Jared Leonard. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Stone Soup Collective. He's going to join us on the show next. We are going to keep Jared for a few things, but we're going to talk about his restaurants here in town. You know, Brian, you talked about you need three things. What are they? Service. Nope. Burger, pizza, pizza, taco. taco. Yep. He's got uh, chicken, pizza, barbecue. Yep. Those are three pretty. Oh, he's got a burger at Norm's, right man. There. That's one of the That's best. The, I haven't had it. One of the best burgers in town. I'm in love with the man. I'm in love with his food, and you will too. Once we come back and talk to Jared Leonard right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado on the Modern Eater Network. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. 
Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials the spice guy spices and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory mesquite oak pecan cherry apple peach maple grape and a variety of blends hit their website proudsoulsbbq.com for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals for the best in barbecue locally owned and operated on 25th and federal there are guys proud souls barbecue and provisions that's proud souls bbq Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm and now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. We'll do anything all night long anymore except sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say, you do something really well. <laughs> I, I've seen you. All night long, which is no problem. Live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Periscope. Why not? Live on iHeartRadio, 630 How, our local talk show affiliate. And back with myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Brian Freeman, the whole cast and crew is here. Joining us to the show now, he's a friend. Uh, I feel like a neighbor, a neighbor, a restaurateur, a restaurateur, a father, a good, a good father, a a husband, a renaissance man. He is. He's a great guy all around. What's his name? I like him. You know, Jared. I know this one. Jared Leonard. Jared Leonard. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while. We're going to keep you for a while, but this segment's all about food. Okay. It's in the kitchen. Okay. You've been in the kitchen, my man. All day. Look at this. I've got my shirt covered in white flour. I know. He can always prove he's been working. Yes, I make yeah. sure to have. Even if I'm not working, I have a dirty shirt in my car to put on. <laughs> Just so to pretend. Play the same <laughs> part. <laughs> you know? Stone Soup Collective. What is it? Stone Soup Collective owns 10 restaurants, four concepts. We've got the Budlong Hot Chicken, six in Chicago, one in Denver. We've got AJ's Pit Barbecue. We've got Norm's Deli and Grabowski's Pizzeria, newly opened at the Source Market Hall on Brighton Boulevard in Rhino. How's it going there? It's good. It's Is good. It? I was just checking out the cameras. We're full right now, and they're frantically scurrying around to make the pizzas, and I'm here hanging with you guys, so thanks for getting me out of that. No You're doubt. such a stud for coming down here, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm having fun. Thank I was you. making pizza all day, and I thought I'd bring you all some. And well, the truth of the matter is his wife's out of town, and his kids have a play date tonight. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> I told you that already. So Amanda's in Switzerland, and everybody keeps going, why do you let your wife go to Switzerland without you? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's a own she, woman. I, absolutely. And she's over there on a service mission, dude. She's not like over there eating. Is she really? Yeah. yeah she's yeah. a great woman. She's over there. I mean, she is eating fondue and... Bugling? Are they bugling? I told her to eat a Ricola while she's there in <laughs> Switzerland. She's going to be gone for a while? Yeah. Here? Yeah, sure. She's going to be gone for a while. She's gone until Monday. She's been gone for about a week. Okay. She'll we be back. We didn't burn the house down. 
you know, everything. I know you always picture, you know, Jared's hanging out in his underwear, which you probably are. You're just like, I, the, the laundry's stacking up, you know, the dishes aren't done. Do you think that that's Jared that at all? I don't think that this man, I'll tell you, I've been to his house. And all right, I know this is like is. we're having a phone call with Jared because this is how we talk <laughs> on the phone. But back to the serious stuff. And that's really, um, the pizza's delicious, and that's kind of a passion project for you, this new project with pizza. Uh, and was it kind of just your love of Chicago pizza that you really, because you've met so many close friends and people in the food industry here that you wanted to show us all good Chicago pizza? Yeah, you know, I always say I'm a storyteller. That's what I do with my restaurants and my food. And I have a Nashville hot chicken mini chain. But I'm not from Nashville. I just learn the story and tell it well. I have a Texas-style barbecue place. Again, not my hometown, but I tell the story well. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity came up to do a concept in the source, I thought, you know what? I'm going to tell the story of the pizza I grew up eating. So Grabowski's was born. And so, yeah, it's a passion project of me just sharing my love for, one, for pizza. You know, I I love pizza. It's always been my favorite food. And then, two, just kind of educating local Denverites and and, and re reintroducing or... or, or uh, We're know, introducing. Yes. I mean, bringing people who are from Chicago back to something that yeah. they're familiar with. We, we had a couple in tonight who was like, this tastes just like Barnaby's. And I grew up eating Barnaby's. It's this like dungeon-esque place on Tui Avenue near the airport. No windows. It's totally dark in there. Pitchers of beer. Pitchers of rip beer. 16-inch pizzas with and they line on up. the bottom. Oh, it's... I mean, they don't line up. It's not a hipster joint. It's just a family-owned pizzeria that's been there for 50 years, and everybody eats there. Gotcha. And, Jared, but let me jump in and ask a question around this, because I think there's confusion. A lot of people think of Chicago deep dish. And tell the story, because I think you told it best. Chicago deep dish is not real, right? Well, no, it's real. It's just it's kind of been media sensationalized that that's the kind of pizza we eat in Chicago. And it, it, it is. There is that pizza there, but it's not what locals eat, really. And I've made the comparison to, like, you know, uh, Mexican people don't always only eat tacos, and French people don't always only eat croissants. They, these are foods that are regionally, you know, uh, aligned to a country or a region yeah. or a city, but it's not necessarily what the indigenous, regu- the, the local people. Yeah, eat. So right. it's so funny because Alex Liberati, who we talk, the Roman that we talked to, um, comes here and talks to me about Italian food. He's like, you know, there's no chicken parm. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't do that. So the, and, and the authentic. So it's cool that you're like, oh, hey, let me turn the light bulb on. You guys want to know, here I am. I'm right. a Chicagoan. Well, and, I'm, and I want to be clear, like, you know, a buddy of mine, Jason McGovern, owns a place called Crush. He does deep dish. Deep dish is fine. It's cool. I'm never knocking on it. Sure. It's just not what I grew up eating. Absolutely. It's not like we literally eat it twice a year when friends are in town because they go, oh, where can we get the deep dish pizza? But, like, in, in truth, we deep dish was invented in the 60s or 70s. Stuffed pizza was invented in the 70s. Malnati's and Uno's made it famous. But what we eat and what's been in Chicago for 100 years is this tavern-cut pizza. And it gets its name from the fact that it was served at taverns locally. It's cut into squares, as you can see over on the table yeah. there. About well, 30 slices, left. right? I mean, they're picking People apart. destroyed it, the, man. The veg- it was good. The vegetable pizza has not been <laughs> eaten all the way. The, the meat pizza's eaten first. That's, you know, I, I get it. Uh, so, you know, they would put that pizza out at taverns so that the working man who was drinking at the tavern after work wouldn't go home to eat dinner with his family. He'd stay at the, at the I bar. I love these stories. Go. You know? and so these guys would... There's, they, they had these old brick ovens, and they would put out these pizzas on the bar, and the guys would grab a slice for a snack. So tavern-style pizza was a snack, and then like deep dish or thicker pizza, that's what you would have for dinner or a meal. So this is meant to be a snacking pizza shared. Oh, it's like a big old fat Chicagoan's peanut. 
where you just grab a I'm just kidding. <laughs> Meaning there are some bi to have a piece of pizza as a snack is kind of a yeah, to I, me. Okay, I got so you. the peanuts in the bar is what. I know where you're going with grabbing peanuts. <laughs> Grabbing peanuts. But, so truly, it was just meant to be little bite foods exactly. in, in the so, tavern. But like what I like about it, we obviously still eat it as a meal, but it, originally it was this tavern snack. Yeah. But you can eat like six or seven slices. And there's the centerpieces that are gooey because there is no crust. They're they're kind of, they have a, 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 this is called a cracker crust. So it's very, very thin. Very The opposite of deep dish. In fact, you we're keeping you. We got a break. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. It's the Modern Eater Show. To eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What, what are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, we're back at it. The Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Steve, look at that schedule. See that? There you go. The schedule is right there. And we're back on the show here, the Modern Eater Show. Second hour, we love, Brian. We do. <laughs> we do indeed. Second hour is really good. So here's the conversation this hour. Jared Leonard rejoins us. Stone Soup Collective, also known as Budlong, AJ's uh, Pit Barbecue. Norm's, Grabowski's Pizzeria. Okay, you love Grabowski's, don't you? Yes. Well, that's his new thing, man. But I'll tell you, truly, his burger at Norm's has gotten so... I've taken so many people over there. You don't know this, Jared. That's one of my one of my haunts. Weekly, I go over to Norm's and to Budlong. I have the chicken, and someone always has something. You from believe Norm's. him? I think we need him. To take he knows. Tickets. I call him all the yeah, time. He, he, he reports back on the staff if the ticket times are too long. <laughs> really? I appreciate, he does, huh? Which I appreciate. Jim Pittenger does the same thing. <laughs> they know I care, you know, but they know I also don't hover. We were just talking about that, so it's nice to get the feedback. Yeah. He's not a helicopter parent. No, I am not. Oh well, so you can't be. Just proven yesterday, but. <laughs> <laughs> you have to train well and then deploy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to have a good training program, and you got to have people that you trust, and you got to let them make mistakes. You really do. Yeah. Mistakes, yeah. yeah. The, that's how you learn. Yeah, you, no one will ever learn when you hover over them and try to micromanage everything that they, that they do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, that wasn't born out of me being intelligent. That was born out of doing a bunch of different things, and I just couldn't be everywhere, so I had to start letting people make mistakes and fix the mistakes and try to prevent them and think... To prevent mistakes in the future, but always knowing that they're going to make mistakes and, you know, fixing it after the fact. And Jared, don't you see if they, they rise up to the challenge, too? That's right. Yeah, you know, you put people in there that that haven't run a busy dinner, like right now, they're getting killed over at Grabowski's, and they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. The pizza's going to be good. Ticket times sometimes are a little bit slower when we're busy, but you'll never get faster if you're not in the, in the weeds. So, uh, Little Rich, it pounds into my head all the time. Steel sharpens steel. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, you know, and you just get that steel together, and you you, you, you put the, the, the trust and the faith in that the folks that you've, you know, you had a, there was a hiring process. There was obviously something that you saw in them, but a lot of times people have to dig deep when the boss isn't around and find it within themselves to be able to implement the things that you've taught them in the procedures. Yeah, and every, anybody can learn this stuff. It's not rocket science, which I always make the joke, even rocket science you could probably figure out if you tried hard enough. Google it. Yeah, right. You know, I think intelligent, ambitious people will rise to the challenge, and those who aren't intelligent and ambitious can go do something else. Yeah. So here's the topic for this hour, and it's kind of a theme that uh, restaurant operators, restaurant tours, uh, managers alike, it, it's tough times right now in a business in restaurants where, you know, if you're doing great, your profit off the bottom line is maybe 8 to 10%. If you're doing 
great. Right. That's great. That's like Craig's the top of it. Yeah, the, the <laughs> very yep. top of it. If you're not running at full steam, you're not going to find that 8 to 10%, which is so sad because there's so many other businesses you could get into to make a lot more money. So obviously you're into it for a servitude. You, you love to serve people. Yep. Uh, make people happy, the community, people, families rely on you as well. But saving money and being smart, relationships have to be paramount, right? Today's show brought to you by Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto here with us right now. But saving money for people, we're going to talk about that, being smart as a business, where you can save money. But Brian Rizzuto, as you join the show right now, if, if the testimonies are there. We're seeing people there in the house tonight. Tommy Knocker Brewery, you sell natural gas. Absolutely. We sell natural gas. The great thing is, we've been doing this for 15 years. Pretty much every business that has really good credit or is already transporting gas. And my job is to introduce people that aren't to natural gas transport. Very, very simple. You're still getting your gas from Excel. You're just buying it from me. We ship through Excel's lines, very, very simple, and I'm saving you a minimum of usually 8% up to 22% on your gas bills. Just like you said, that's the line item that's missing. Yep. You do nothing different, nothing. You Brian, like saving what, what, money, don't you, Jared? I love saving money. Do you? Do you look at things like that? I mean, it, everything's relationship-based. If, so, if someone, You could have the best savings in the world from a product or a service, but if they don't service you and they don't come by and they don't talk to you and you, you don't have that relationship with them, that you're probably not going to even look at them, right? True. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so those types of relationships. Uh, do you use natural gas? Of course, yeah. I mean, I, my pizza oven's electric. That's my biggest consumable cooking device at Grabowski's. Mm-hmm. At AJ's, we cook with wood. So I don't use as much gas as yeah. some restaurants, but we use gas, obviously. Sure, yeah. And you've got to have a certain amount of gas. That you yeah, use. I always say if you burn about, if you spend about six to $800 a month in your natural gas bills, I'm going to save you money. Anybody below that, hey, stay on XL. That's going to be your best option. Not so much. Mark Whistler, who owns the good restaurant attached to the tattered cover building across from East High School, he was going to join us tonight. It's so so terrible, but it fits in with this theme. Hopefully we can check in with Mark. He's a restaurant owner, and you see this all the time because you do it, Jared. He's in the kitchen working right now. Does he want to be? Probably not. He, he has other things that he'd like to do as a sure. restaurant owner. Sure. Uh, what happens? Staffing issues, obviously. That's a big thing. We're going to talk about staffing issues with Rebecca Berry in the next segment, uh, hopefully along with Mark Whistler, Whistler. But he told me today, Greg, man, sometimes I just want to lock the doors, turn off the lights, and walk out of here because it's all too overwhelming for me. Um, he does spend $1,700 on natural gas a month. And has no loyalty to anybody. Nobody calls on him. He just pays the bill. What could you do for a guy like that that's spending 1700 a month and is willing to dance with somebody like you? Oh, absolutely. I could save him. If we looked at last year's, if, if he was with me last year, I probably would have saved him about 17% on that gas bill. Wow. But this is free money, guys. This is... I always call it a no-brainer. I always say, hey, give me 12 months worth of your bills. I'll do all the work for you. I'll let you know if you were an Encore customer in this last 12 months, 
this is what I would have saved you. Zero pressure. You make the decision. If you want to save money, great. If you say, hey, Brian, just eat here, enjoy my food, <laughs> and maybe talk to me next year, I can do that as well. Yeah, so. sure. How do you save money, Jared? What are some things that you look for? You're a smart guy. You look at There's no rock unturned in your business. You know, most of what I do to save money is DIY stuff. I build all of our restaurants. I have a general contracting license so that I can do most of the construction. Mm-hmm. I repair our equipment. I have all spare parts on hand, thermocouplers, regulators, control boards. I just, I do a lot of this, the work, the handyman kind of work myself. That's my biggest money saver. And I'll tell you, since I left Chicago and I have somebody else doing that all now, that line item is one of the biggest thorns in my side because I can't fly to Chicago to fix stuff, but it's expensive, you know? And um, so yeah, repairs and maintenance are a really big bill on on our our line items in the restaurants out of market here. I save money at all the restaurants doing that stuff myself. Thank God I'm not Jared because I don't have those talents. Do you have those talents? You know, I do, but I, it's one of those things is where do you fit in and how does it fit into your schedule and where are you in your organization? I mean, I, I commend you because the other day I had to call out a plumber on, on a couple items that I could have fixed. If you were a man. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it either, Brian. No, I I can do it, but oh, you the, can? yeah, and this no. was oh, the thing: water, is, is water or sewer? It was water. It okay. was water. It was a couple a couple things. The guy presented me with a bill of like 450 bucks, and yeah. I I totally challenged the plumber and said, "Are you serious? Let me break down the parts." And he said that was Let's, cheap. Probably. Yeah, well, he tried to until until I was able to have a real man's discussion with him, and he knocked a hundred bucks off the bill. Uh-huh. And that's the whole thing, though. But your employees don't look for that stuff. No, you know, they're not right. they're not like not micromanaging no, that. Well, not at all. And, and plumbers are expensive. You know, they, they they have to get down in the shit. And nobody wants to do that. So yeah. guys that rot out drains, that. it takes ten minutes to Thank rot you. the drain. They they charge you, you know, four hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, the, there's there's stuff that you can't like. I have somebody clean our grease traps now. I've I've got stuff I don't do myself anymore because I just don't want to get all nasty. But the stuff that's clean, water lines I do. Uh, there's su- something sewers. too though. Yeah. If the boss is doing it. Yeah, so I, I actually make a point when I visit my restaurants, uh, ratting myself, my little technique out here on, on, on the radio, but uh, when I visit my restaurants in Chicago or here, I try to always do something hard that employees don't expect the owner to do, just yeah. so they can see that I'm in it to win it, you know, build that morale. And it's not all just a show, you know, it's 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 also I like doing that stuff, but I want them to know that I'm doing the stuff that I don't sure. want to do too, Absolutely. so to, to maybe inspire them a little bit more to, to try harder and work harder and be in it to win it with me. I, I love that, Jerry. I'm telling you. Yeah. We're going to get into some deep discussions in the, uh, the next couple of segments. I'm so looking forward to it because it's the scab that needs to be pulled off when it comes to um, not only payroll, but uh, attendance when it comes to your employees. Just show up. How do you get a quality employee? How do, they, how do you maintain a culture within your restaurant if you can't even have a good group of people around you? You can't even build a culture. Brian Rizzuto, Encore Energy. Here's the thing. The theme that I'm seeing with people is that uh, just don't be lazy. Give you a call. Be proactive about your business. If there's a way to save money, you can do it for them through natural gas. And I just want people to be able to learn more information about Encore Energy. Absolutely. Let me give a phone number. It's 720-245-5771. Once again, 720-245-5771. I know you're busy people. I'll do all of it for you. Make it very simple.
That's cool. Thanks I for like having me, guys. Absolutely. And uh, these are the guys. If they are vetted through the Modern Eater Show, you know they're top quality. Brian's he'll answer all of your needs. Brian Rizzuto, Encore Energy, uh, top quality guy. We're going to take a break, come right back, and uh, this is a cool one because Rebecca Berry, she emailed me, Rebecca Berry from 4th, who they bought Hot Schedules. Are you familiar with Hot Schedules? Yes, I actually am. I did a little research on it. Okay. Uh, so basically you're scheduling these. On the 4th, Colorado could be a victim next. I think it's Oregon that has already instituted this. That uh, if you don't put out a schedule two weeks in advance and stick to that schedule, that if somebody works within that two weeks, you're paying them time and a half. Can you imagine how that'll turn Get you out of here, here, man? Come that's, on. That's perspective legislation that's coming up. And also on the horizon right now, uh, tipped employees demanding to be paid minimum wage with their tips. That could turn you on your ear as well. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Jared Leonard will continue with us and Rebecca Berry right here on the Modern Eater Show, Studio Kitchen Colorado, iHeartRadio. Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Falling off the bus right now. Throw your headset on there, Jared Leonard. Rebecca Berry in her place. Jared Leonard, Rebecca Berry. Do you guys know each other? We don't, I don't think. Hi, nice nice to, to meet you. you. Hello, Jared Leonard, Rebecca Berry. Uh, Jared Leonard owns a group of restaurants called Stone, Stone Soup Collective. You've probably eaten at a Bud Long, maybe. And a new restaurant, Grabowski's, in uh, the Source Hotel, right? That's right, Source Market Hall on Brighton Boulevard. You're on your game, man. I like that. Just sharp, sharp tonight. Rebecca Berry, you're with a company called Fourth. I am. That's correct. It's actually Fourth and Hot Schedules. We just are going through the end of a really big merger, which is really exciting. Congratulations. So happy to be here, guys. Thanks. As we were doing our research, Brian's like, well, what's the website? I said, it's Fourth.com. He's like, no way, no way. That, that's a great URL, Fourth.com. Exactly. And actually, my first day, because of the snowstorm, was my fourth first day with Fourth. So. <laughs> cool. Well, welcome to the show. Thank Good you. to see your face again. Good to see you, too. Uh, here we go. So uh, we're talking about, and, and we're getting into the conversation about restaurants and the tough climate and things that are coming up in legislation. First of all, fourth, it begins with a family. I mean, let's harken back to like 1970 and we're in the UK and there's a family and I think it's it's not 
Choppers. It's uh, what's the name of the restaurant that these you, you you really don't know either. So this family, here's this family. They own they own a restaurant, and everybody in the family works for this restaurant, just like a lot of families. I mean, there's a lot of Chicago restaurants, right? Sure. Just like that, they're all over the place. It's all in the family. Everybody has a certain function. There's there's your bartender, who's Uncle John. There's your front of the house, and that's a mom. That's the waitress. And then you got in the back, that's Uncle Louie, who's doing the work in the in the back. And they came together to go, man, there are so many things in this world of restaurants that how do we design a system to be able to help other restaurants become more efficient in things that they can do? Uh, so with that being said, here is Born, a group called Fourth. And uh, this family went on to own many restaurants in the UK. And today they have great technologies that help businesses become that family unit again and to be able to work better with schedules, staff, front of the house, back of the house. You take it away from me. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Greg, I'll kind of do a little background. So the scheduling aspect came uh, roughly, I want to say almost 15 years ago with a gentleman named David Cantu, who's actually our current CEO with Hot Schedules. So it was a project for his college class, and he was working at P.F. Chang's and developed the scheduling system that took off like crazy. So fast forward a few years, about 10 to 15 years. And just very recently, as I said, we've been merging with Forth. So I was previously with Hot Schedules, did a lot of the compliance piece. We'll get into Fair mm-hmm. Work Week and predictive scheduling, oh, um, all of that fun stuff in the Pacific Northwest. And with our merger, we're now an end-to-end system from your applicant tracking, recruiting, talent management, ensuring that you have employee engagement along with compliance along the way from everything from that first piece, including documentation that's uploaded the whole way into your scheduling aspect, your inventory, recipes, everything is housed there. Um, Even as far as your vendors are paid out, everything is on one single sign-on platform. So it's easier to manage your business instead of taking this time with different places and spending all these hours to try to be compliant when you have no analytics or data around it. Yeah. How do you do your schedules, Jared? Uh, we use a, a, a company called Seven Shifts, yep. and that's been super helpful for us. You know, I'll tell you, I was at the uh, a deal-making conference in Chicago. I sat on a panel about restaurant deal-making a couple weeks ago. And I heard a statistic that the restaurants have a 30% better lower turnover rate with good onboarding systems. So when we talk about onboarding systems, we mean getting somebody into the computer, getting their paperwork done, doing all the legal stuff. Uh And it seems kind of mundane and it seems something like, especially when we were starting out, just like that you do in passing. But if you don't do it in a structured and organized way, employees, in fact, have less faith in your organization and don't want to be part of it as much. So the more organized you look, the more professional you look, the more you know, the, the, the more likely they are to stay at your company. And turnover is a big thing in restaurants. And so if you have a high turnover rate, costs you money, costs you time, it's a big headache. How about you slip? You're, you're on your game tonight, Jerry. You slide <laughs> over here. You do my my job tonight because I think you're directing this in the direction that I'd like it to go. And, and this is a passion of yours as it well, is. too. Absolutely. Uh, because those are all the hot points that you talk about. Brian, let's do this. One of the guys that we really like and love, he's on the phone right now. He was going to be with us here tonight. His name's Mark from the Goods Restaurant. Mark, do we have you? You got me. Yeah, I'm here. You're hot in the kitchen right now, aren't you? Oh, my God. One heck of a night, that's for sure. One heck of a day. Well, it's one heck of a lifetime, right? I mean, it never ends as a, as a restaurant owner. 
and uh, some of the yeah. staffing issues is what we're talking about right now. Mark, let me just throw the microphone to you because I think you're going to send us in the right direction as well, and you're unbelievably candid all the time. Can you tell us what some of your staffing issues are right now? Yeah, so, I, you know, let's just, I'm just going to give you kind of a little rundown just for the last two weeks. And this is, this is, this is and the, the entire reason is just, just how present it is. In our, in our kitchen, we had one guy who, um, who I put a lot of time and effort and money into training who just completely disappeared off the reservation drinking for an entire week. But he was so good in the kitchen that I gave him a couple chances, including I actually let him stay in the restroom one night, and the next morning our maintenance property um, management company came in, and he was wasted, and he tried to fight, like literally start a fight with the property manager. So. So here I'm already giving him a huge chance. I'm trying to, like, take care of this employee. I'm trying to make sure he's okay in his worst, worst hour. hour. And, 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 and he, um, anyway, anyway so he showed up another night, still intoxicated. And I actually spent $200 for a hotel room for him, hoping that he would sober up. And he didn't. And it, we got to a point where um, I just had to say, if you, you know, if you come back, I have to call the police. Well, two, two weeks later, I got a phone call. He seemed clean and sober. And he was at his church. And yada, yada, yada. I, I bring him back. He's good for one week. And then all of a sudden he's back at it again and just completely disappears. And I think, you know, the thing is, is that what, what I'm seeing more and more is <clears throat> I think it's partially because people don't have to worry about where they're going to find their next job. And even though kitchens and restaurants have always had problems with obviously like drugs and alcohol and all the rest of the bad behavior, the issue is, is now what people are doing they don't care so much because they know that you need them, especially if they're really good, that you'll kind of excuse their bad behavior over and over and over. Moving forward that just, just this past week on Sunday, I had to fire a kid in my kitchen who he was an hour late previous um, to Sunday on Saturday morning. And just before that, he had two no call, no shows. And I still allowed him to work at my restaurant right after that. Um, I think it was actually on, on, it was either Sunday or Monday. He had a, a third no call, no show. And when I, when I, when I texted him and I said, Hey man, you no called, you no showed, you quit. He said, wait, 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 that's not true. I didn't, I, it's not, that's not fair. It's not my fault. I couldn't call. I was asleep. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You, you literally think that you, that you being asleep is an excuse for why you didn't call. And I just, anyway, so then I said, you know, it doesn't matter, man. You have three no call, no shows. And he said, no, no, that's not true. I only have two no call, no shows. And I just, it was like, what? One, one is enough. Like, what planet are you on? And I think, again, like, there's, there's a level of, um, like, there's a level of, um, of personal responsibility that a lot of this, that a lot of people working in the restaurant environment are not accepting anymore because it's too easy to find another job and you can get away with murder. I think in a tougher economic climate where jobs are harder to find, you have to try harder to keep them. So, so one of the, the inherent consequences of a good economy is, is unfortunately people don't really feel a sense of um, job loyalty because they know that they can go get a job anywhere else tomorrow for more money. Money. And I, and I, yeah. And I, 
Are you, are you guys still there, by the way? No, we, we're, we're, actually, we're taking it all in, truly, Mark. Uh, yeah, one of the I, things I, that I identify you know, with you, Mark, is your personal relationships that you have with folks. And I think you have to when you work so closely in a business to where you just want a good culture and a good family, Brian, of people together. And so you'll do things, you'll acquiesce to things that maybe wouldn't in other situations. You'll put up with things that maybe you you probably shouldn't in, in, in Mark's case and Jared I know you develop personal relationships with employees as well that you give them a little bit of rope longer than you probably should because of that at the end of the day fi- finding quality employees how about this Mark how about you have to ensure them that they have a two-week schedule that's set and if you don't get, have that you'll get dinged would you like that Mark to have that same employee insured those hours on your schedule for the next two weeks and then if they don't come through and follow through for you that um, scheduling somebody in short notice that you'll have to pay them time and a half. Would that be a good time for you, Mark? Yeah, I'm not sure if I understand everything that you just said. Nate, can you explain that again one more time? Let's take a break right now. Mark Whistler on the phone. Jared Leonard joining us from Stone Soup Collective here in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, along with Rebecca Berry. Um, this is something we could spend four hours on, truly, We could, and probably should. Uh, lend that much time to it. You heard, Jared, what Mark had to say. Rebecca, you heard what Mark had to say. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll respond to all of those things and say, is this just a Mark Whistler thing? Is it just that Mark is getting these types of employees? Or is this something that's prevalent throughout the restaurant industry right now? And uh, along with that, how about a um, wage increase for tipped employees? Wouldn't that be fun, Mark, to add to your uh, expenses to uh, take away from your bottom line. I don't think so. All right, we'll take a break. Studio Kitchen Colorado, The Modern Eater Show, back in a flash right here on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in 
Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hi, this is Lorraine Mitson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I could put my lines. And you're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, we're back live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, rejoined by Rebecca Berry and uh, Jared Leonard. I was about to call you General. Or General. General Leonard, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Do you like that? I do. Well, we can do that. Uh, Mark Whistler on the phone. Let's bring Mark back up. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? By the way, I have I have a few other things I'd like to add to uh, well, I bet. what I was just saying a moment ago, if you don't mind. Sure. It, just here, do this for me because we need to be concise and other folks want to respond to what you had to say. But take uh, 20 <laughs> seconds to recap what you said about um, uh, some of the issues that you're having with staffing and then uh, continue on with your other thoughts. So at, at the end of the day, there's just, there, there's just a new sense of entitlement where people feel like they can do whatever they want and they're still going to have a job. And there's, there's no, no sense of personal responsibility that there once was. And again, it comes down to a good economy, too many jobs, and people just don't, they don't have to care. But what I'd like to add to that as well is that we, we actually have this, this entire situation is being fueled by three, three separate things. One, it's being fueled by a good economy. Two, it's being fueled by um, raising, rising minimum wage. And three, it's also being fueled by, the, by Donald Trump's immigration policy. And, and you're wondering how, how exactly does that tie in? Well, here's how it ties in. There, through the overall removal of immigrant labor in our industry and many other industries similar to ours, um, the issue is is that you have people who are willing to work for a, a little bit hard. They're willing to work a little harder for a Better. little less. Yeah. And, and the removal, the removal of those people, takes away a very strong check and balance to wage inflation and entitlement. From, from the rest of the actual naturalized citizens. The, the, well, okay, so here's the deal. So it's the jobs American won't do. Okay, fine, get it. But it's pulled back the curtain right now to where there's a, there's an evening going on right now. There's an evening going on with restaurants. And I think it's catching up to restaurants to where the margins are just so slim to any adjustment in whether it's wages, food costs, it's going to hurt you so bad. Um that it's going to be a problem. I think that instead of doing the, okay, well, here's what the problem is because of what it was, is like, how do we challenge this going forward? And I think Rebecca Berry might have some solutions to that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the immigrant 
it, it's a challenge, right, with what we're dealing with as we're speaking to labor and labor increases. Um, a lot of the challenge we find, too, is keeping good talent and finding good talent. How do we do that and retain it? And that stems from culture, first of all, and reaching out to the right places and having a resource to be able to filter through and actually find the talent that you're looking for and need who's wanting to come to work with you, who's wanting to be a part of the organization, who works for... A, a group that can show career growth and where they want to stay. I mean, Mark's rolling his eyes right yeah. now. He's like, I want, a, I want a warm body, right? Right now. Yeah, Forget that. about. No, 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 I mean, Mark, are you no, rolling no, your no, eyes when you hear that? No, like, no, I'd no, love no, to even I, get I, to no, that point. No, no, I, no, I actually, I actually totally agree with her. And one of the things that um, has created some difficulty in my restaurant is I will no longer accept just warm bodies. I want people who are good. I want people who are. Uh, relatively sober. I want people who are looking at um, growing with us as as a as a you know small independent restaurant that's trying to do some cool culinary stuff. And you know it 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 is it is difficult to find that that right person. But you know when we get them, we have to do everything right as well. And that you know that that's a big part of it. And I was just you know previous to um, when I came on, I was listening to. Your discussion about a um, about the onboarding process, and, and I couldn't agree more. You know, across across the board, you know, everything has to be seamless. But I think you know part part of the issue is is that there are corporates who have that capacity and ability, and they have the money to spend on people who do nothing but focus on that. But when you're a small independent restaurant and you have to wear six different hats, like it just it's it's a, a game even more complicated and and I think really what what we're about to see is probably the biggest phase in um, US or for sure Colorado restaurant history maybe with the exception of after just after 2008 but but maybe this is the, the second biggest slew of restaurants just going out of business and small independent restaurants how do we prevent that, Jared, Rebecca? Let's jump in. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of the things that you're talking about with building culture and, and retaining employees, um, Colorado is – we had the green rush here, right? So everybody moved here because weed was legal. And now a lot of those people are trying to find jobs, and they can't because they're, you know, either they, – they moved here for the wrong reasons. They're stoners. They – they're, they didn't like the marijuana industry, so they go into the restaurant business because it's easy to get into, right? So how do you filter through all those people who are just doing it because it's accessible and easy to be hired and find the ones that are really good and then retain them? So I think there's a lot of people here that don't want professional jobs or aren't qualified for professional jobs, and so they're falling into the restaurant business for the wrong reasons. So weeding through all those yep, people and yeah. finding the good ones who actually want to be in a restaurant because they're hard workers or people who aren't qualified for professional jobs but except like that restaurant work is good it's not like a, a sentence it's not bad it's very very hard and if you don't realize that you're not going to make it and you're not going to be a good worker it's not just like a fallback thing though it's not like oh i can you know i can't do anything else let me work in a restaurant and that's what we're seeing yeah too it's much not of. a scarlet letter i mean it's it's a very respectable uh career and in industry with a lot of growth opportunity rebecca you've heard all of these things and their solutions to these things, a lot of it is you just want to save some money and, and uh, increase your profits uh, and systems is what you're all about. Yeah, and you know that's whether it's fourth or whether it's any other system that you're looking at. There's a bunch of great other platforms out there. It's about having a partner you can trust and a partner that can take the time to take 
that your business essentially and be trusted with it to develop how are we going to create an algorithm to put it out there to find the right talent? How are we going to bring that talent on board? How are we going to have audit trails that you don't have to sit and manually scan your I-9s into you know, a file so that when you get audited, you have to go run through and find them? You also need to find how you have performance reviews, how you have opportunities for career growth. To, like I said, the employee engagement where your managers can track things. Like you have one of your top people who is on time every day. They pick up extra shifts, who starts to kind of fall off, who starts showing up drunk at work. Where you can document those things and be able to be proactive. We're in a very reactive state a lot of times. And so being proactive is key. And having that visibility on that platform to be able to do that and take that time off your hands. A lot of times, you know, we're jumping over dollars to save pennies. What is your time worth? What is sitting and making a manual schedule for six hours worth of your time instead of coaching your employees or growing the business, opening a new location? Um, and you know, as we speak to compliance and legislation, if we start having fair work week challenges and minimum wage Can increases, you, first of all, just for you people yeah. who are like, what did you just say? A lot. Take one minute. <laughs> take one minute and talk about what that means to us. Yeah, as far as the predictive scheduling and right. fair work week. So essentially, it's in a few areas right now. New York's a big one. San Francisco, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, where it's coming to Denver right it's away. It's coming quick. Where you have to have your schedules made two weeks in advance. Now, it was created to help both employers and employees. But there's a fine balance. So your employees are able to, maybe they have two or three jobs. They're a dishwasher who handles multiple shifts or somebody who's a single mom who needs to pick up her kids after work to where it allows them to schedule ahead of time to plan their life. Now, the opposite side of that is when you're the employer, you get penalized if you change that schedule or if there's overtime. And we've seen a lot of it. There's um, a group I worked with in the Northwest that they're at the Husky Stadium. So they have the dates of the games for their employees that need to work, but they don't get the game time till the week before. That concept, I think it's like $20,000 a month that they end up having with penalty pay, where they have to pay out these fees and there's nothing they can do. There's no loophole, there's nothing. And it, it, they're great or, you know, organized owners operators, but it's something that's out of their control. And we are slowly looking at getting that in Colorado, which is where you know, we want to take care of employees, but we need to push back on this because for business owners, it's too costly to stay open. You'll work with folks on finding some solutions for those types of things? We do. Um, there's scheduling options. So you put the right people, the right place, the right time. You look at industry trends. You look at the trends of your sales on specific days, how the weather was. Our system can actually do that. We can calculate what the weather was a year ago, whether it was a holiday, whether it was you know, a, an event, your one-year opening anniversary, whether it was sunny, so you had more patio business. So there are other platforms that do that as well. We do all of that and tie it in so that it's a trend for you. I say embrace it, Brian, ooh, ooh, go, ooh. using Google Sheets. <laughs> yeah. Just doing that, man. It sent me into all new. But uh, being more organized, being being together. We're going to do some long-form stuff. We're going to bring you back to the kitchen. We're going to talk in-depth and do an in-depth podcast. I'd love to have you join us, too, and Mark Whistler. We'll get a little symposium together, and we'll talk about these issues as well. I want to spend uh, 20 seconds, each one of them. What can we do to get Mark a better employee in his restaurant right now so he's not working the line on a Saturday night? Jared. Oh, what can we do to give him a better employee? I, I don't know, because I would keep whatever employee was better than what he needs. So I got nothing for you. As a, as a owner to owner, there I wish you go. Well. I can, uh, you know, is there anything else? I, I don't know. I was cooking pizza earlier today, and I am played hooky to come here. So That's right. <laughs> I'm in the same Rebecca, boat, brother. Is there is there a media just potion, panacea? You know, coming from a different side, you know, the business side versus in the actual kitchen side, um, really working on that coaching and documenting. And sometimes it's hard to have that conversation. But the coaching aspect right away, the forgiveness after one or two times, 
it's it's too much, and then you eventually lose that employee anyways, and it's damaging to the business. Got it. Give out your email, how people can get a hold of it. It is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, dot Barry, like the fruit, B-E-R-R-Y, at fourth dot com, or you can reach me at 720-436-8047. Call her at 1 a.m. Please don't. <laughs> and it's www.forth.com. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jared Leonard, a lot of great things going on. You're providing uh, great barbecue things for folks that don't want to cook for Thanksgiving. My mom is one of them. We're going to be a customer. And uh, to be able to get AJ Barbecue Pit for your Thanksgiving needs, how do you get a hold of you? Uh, go to pitbarbecue.com. That's P-I-T-B-A-R-B-Q.com. We're doing smoked turkeys and hams and pies and all the fixings. Uh, I want to sneak in a quote I heard recently, though, about hiring and firing that's going to sound obnoxious, but I'm really following it more and more. When you're hiring someone, you're literally guessing. doesn't matter what their resume is. doesn't matter where they've worked. It really, you can vet them all you want, but you're still guessing on what stage of life they're in and how they're performing in current day, right? So hiring is easy. It's guessing. Firing is the important part. And that sounds mean, and that sounds mean-spirited. No, it is. But when you don't fire someone when they deserve to be fired, it just drags out, and it makes it worse for your entire organization. So we've we've kind of adopted that recently, where when somebody makes mistakes, we just tell them, good luck, sorry, you know, bring somebody new in, and we'll train them. And that's, that's exhausting, but then when you get a good team that sees, like, hey, we're not messing around, we're going to fire you if you screw up. Sorry, because you made your own bed. You have to lie in it. I agree. It depends with on the mistake, though, Jay Parker. Sorry to jump in. It kind of depends on the mistake, though. No, it though. doesn't. No, it doesn't, you know? Jay. Jay, you're fired. Uh, you don't think so? We're out of I mean, here. All right, like, coming uh, up next, uh, Tommy Knocker Brewery and Steve Inderhus, Inderhaus and uh, Cholaca. We want to know what to do with emulsified cocoa. You'll find out next right here. Booze in the News next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalita's Tortillas. Rockalita's, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Now it's time for the Modern Eaters Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Cool. All right. Booze in the news. All the booze news you can use in just a moment. But right now, Jeff Rock and A Plus Beverage Solutions, family business, owned and operated 20 years. This guy, he just he installs the best tap lines ever. I love Jeff Rourke. Uh, you're making sure that the integrity of your tap lines is the way that the brewer intended their beer to taste. That's important. There are some nasty, yicky, uh, yucky 
tap warm lines out there. You're pouring warm beer. You got foam. It's all tainted. It's not good. You can call Jeff Rourke. It's easy. Making your tap dreams reality. He just finished a big project at Marnark Casino. Running lines of glycol down of huge... Miles long. It's, Miles it's, long. It's so much. But you want to have the best installed. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, he's a phone call away. 720-272-3809. I know you're never ready. One more time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Call the man. He can make this happen for you. You want to add a water line, a nitro line. a uh, uh, You want to get your glycol system. Steve, you work with a lot of beer, right? Yeah. How important is it that your draft beer is pouring the way it should? Ultimately important. If you're pouring in a fish and beer, boys, what are you doing? You're, you're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Here's the number, 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. I'm calling him tomorrow. <laughs> You've got coffee. We're back on the show. That's the voice of Ira. Ira, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on your show. I love this place. This is cool, man. <laughs> Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Love it. Cholaca. Cholaca. This is, I mean, breweries need to listen up right now. Yes, they do. Right, Steve? You what? listened. Oh, yes. Steve Tommy Knocker Brewery. I'm not even going. I, Steve Enderhaus. That's how your name is pronounced yep. to me. But how is it really pronounced? Indrihus. Indrihus. Yeah. I like that better. And I'll get it. And <laughs> yeah. and once I get it, it's forever there. Uh, guys. Our neck of the woods. He's Steve I. Yeah. Steve I. Now you guys Steve have I. a relationship together, right? We do. Yeah. We do. What is that relationship? Well, Steve and I met probably about three years ago as we started getting into the brewery business with Cholaca, which was an odd thing. What is Cholaca? Cholaca is pure liquid cacao. And what we've done is we've uh, developed a process to liquefy cacao or cocoa or the product before it becomes chocolate and emulsify it with water and that's something that apparently nobody had done well so you said uh, now you this these are your words this is proprietary sure Uh, it's not yes Uh, so this is your deal nobody else can mess with this there's nobody else doing anything quite like this i like it a lot so what are the uh different types of uh chocolaca that you can have cholaca well we have here this product here that you're seeing on the camera and over yeah. the radio is has two ingredients in it which is cacao and water and that is our base product and that is primarily what we use around the brewing industry um, we also have different levels of sweetness um, that we uh, promote in some of the retail um, arenas and now uh, this one here which I'm holding up yeah, describe it this is a two and a half ounce shot of slightly sweetened chalaca with 25 milligrams of CBD in it. Of course it is. It just so happens that chalaca happens to be the ideal carrier for CBD um, in the food world. Interesting. And you drink that with half and half. Uh, I do. I do. I know you do, oh, man. It's really good oh, with half and half. I'm dying to try that. I got to tell you. That crack it open. Let's go take a open. swig. Uh, so now we're into the world of, uh, for us, beer is important. You're in the booze and the news segment, so we'll dial in on that right now. You've got a perfect ingredient for brewers like Steve to take and automatically implement into a beer recipe. Turns out Chalaca was really good for making beer. Would you testify to yeah, that? It, it, 
It's a lot easier than the other forms people are trying to use to get cocoa or chocolate profile in the beer. Like what? Nib, what would you do? Nibs, Throw a Hershey bar into your well, mask? You can't do that for other. But uh, nibs or extracts, powders. We were using powder before we discovered chalaca. And it was the, the ease of use for chalaca is just way above and beyond any other product. Now, listen up. Can we use that for him for marketing? Yeah. Uh, the ease Jay, of use. That. Ease the, of use. Yeah. I'll make a note of that one. Yeah. E- ease of use. Uh, well, expand upon that, the ease of use. All right. So in the brewing world, I don't know if you've got a bunch of brewers that are out there listening. But, and Steve can probably attest to this, but uh, in the world of adding chocolate flavoring into primarily dark beers, which they're porters or stouts or what have you, Um, They would typically take some nibs or some powders and they would um, add them into their fermentation tank, leave them there for a week or two, and uh, you hope that what comes out the other side is exactly what you're looking for. When I would ask a brewer, I said, do you know what you're extracting out of that cocoa? And they'd say, no, Ira, what? I say, I don't have a darn clue what you're extracting, but I don't know if it's particularly what you're looking for. With Chalaka, we have pasteurized this product, we have liquefied it, and made an opportunity for brewers like Steve to add Chalaka in on the cold side, which is post-fermentation, to get a consistent flavor profile from batch to batch, and that's something they haven't been able to achieve up until now. Consistency is key, Steve. Key, key. And we started out trying to source out the best quality powders. I was actually getting Ziploc bags sent from Venezuela. But every year it was different. Every batch was different. Clumping, trying to get it in, you had to go hot side, and you just lost something. There was an element loss where this retains that yeah. that essence that you would lose. Steve, otherwise. we do have a lot of viewers yeah. out there. You want to be careful about talking about Ziploc baggies. Yeah, and we don't want from that. Venezuela. Cut <laughs> we don't want the cut cholaca either. We want the good yeah. stuff. So speaking of the good stuff, in order to make cholaca, it requires the best cacao on the planet. That's just the way it is. When we use lesser qualities, all of a sudden, for lack of a better term, it comes out tasting like dirty diapers. I kid you not. So um, protecting our supply chain and finding the right cacao that's been processed in the right way is something that we need to do in order to make this product as good as it is. Ira, you're a pro. 20 seconds. Why should brewers look you up and, and talk to you about this? It's a higher quality, it's easier to use, and it's more consistent from batch to batch. That's all you need to do because every brewer that I know wants to have a delicious chocolate tasting beer. So at the end of the day, a lot of these brewers, they're working very hard. I get complaints all the times that we've turned into glorified uh, uh, janitors. They're cleaning up all the time. They didn't want to do it anymore. So we've eliminated that. There's a lot less labor that goes on. And uh, you put all those things together, and uh, we're now pushing uh, almost 2,000 breweries that we're in. Chalaka.com, check them out. Steve? You know we love you. You'll be back many times, Ira. Thank sure you. Jay Parker, so. Brian Freeman, uh, Kenyon George, Dave Avery, Rich Snyder, myself, Greg Hollenbeck. We'll see you next week. Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show.